Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Well, good morning. Hope you can hear me nice and loud out there. Uh, I'm not near as uh, preacher man as Pastor Tyler, but I gotta be as good as looking, I tell you. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. A couple things I want to cover before we actually get in there. If I'm a little loud, Jerry will take care of me. Um, I don't know if you've seen on uh, the news or seen on Facebook, which is like the news anymore, right? That somebody had captured a picture of uh, the old Rock House van going somewhere way up in the head of Stenet, I believe it was, on a Thursday night or something. Folks, that was Jesus going. It didn't matter if it had a rock house on it or whatever. Bus drivers, thank you. I'm finally glad you got some kind of recognition because I tell you, without you, they ain't getting here. Man. And I couldn't help but to cry all, <laughs> all music, I worship, whatever it was. Because uh, the devil sure tried to beat me up this week. I was telling Brother Kyle and that father-in-law of mine back there, he's a pretty good guy. In our meeting this morning, I said... Uh, the devil, man, he, he's really trying to keep me down. I, I, he said, that word's good, but you're not the right man to present it. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough when you do that. I'm going to try to hold it together because <laughs> this message this morning, yeah, to me, it's one of the most important you can ever hear in the Bible. <clears throat> but during worship, I had a breakthrough. A chain was broke. It's probably why I'm lucky to get from here to there. Talk about our God is greater. Amen. The name of Jesus. Because he lives. And there's nothing too dirty. I can't sing as good as this pretty lady up front. But I know the truth. Because I was short dirty. There's nothing too dirty. You can't make worthy. Amen. Well this morning my title for the sermon is. And I've been here. So I want to tell you about it. It's to whom shall we go? Let me get myself together. To whom shall we go? We'll be in the book of John, chapter 6. As much as I'd love to say John Couch wrote this, it wasn't John Couch. I love Brother John, but there was another John, a couple actually before him. And I love John's writing because, man, he jumps right into the truth. There's a lot of, how about this, Kyle, red letters. The real gospel here. It's one of my favorite chapters, and I want to encourage you to read it. It's really long. We're just going to touch on a couple verses as we go. I want to say read it when you find the time, but no, 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 no. That's the devil telling you you don't have time. That's what he told me this week. Go home and read it. Make time for the Lord. So, if you would, if you got your Bibles, turn to chapter 6, John, that is, verses 60 through 69. Now, I'm going to recap really quick on what happens because <laughs> just hear me out. Jesus has just fed the 5,000 with some left over. Can I get amen? Amen. He's just walked on water. It is I. Don't be afraid. Amen. Now, I'm talking like that happens every day. 
But I want to tell you, only the King of Kings and Lord of Lords can make that happen. <laughs> it's him that provides those miracles. But after these miracles, as we see as the chapter goes on, Jesus got a big following now. Hey, man, this guy's something. He's something. He just fed me. Hey, he might feed me again if I go with him. Let's see. But Jesus knew. He knew to waste no time. He wanted to call them out. He wanted to know who the real followers were. Excuse me this morning. If you've got your Bible open, and I may have it up there. I'm not sure if I do or not, but bear with me. In verse 26, Jesus tells them. Now, this is more than just the 12 disciples. They're with him at this time, but this is more than just them. This is a big crowd. It says, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Hmm. I wonder how many people here this morning are using Jesus as a resource and not looking for a relationship because that's what he wants with you. He don't want you just to come to him when you need him. Of course, he'll be there. But he wants you to lean on him and trust him all the time. When times are good, when times are bad. And he'll fill you. And he'll fill you with more than just bread. Jesus goes on to make a factual comment. I say factual. Because this really irked the disciples that were with him. Okay, Not the twelve necessarily, but the gathering around him. And Jesus said this in verse 32 of the same chapter. He says, truly, truly, I say to you. It is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread of heaven. Now see, these followers, they knew the Old Testament better than probably Pastor Tyler at the time because that's all they did was study, okay? They knew, and they knew. They just asked Jesus, Hey, I've seen you do this. How can we perform the works of God? And he said to believe in the Son is the real work of God. See, they was wanting to be able to perform these miracles like this, but they didn't have the heart that was ready for it. Verse 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. I put that in there because they start asking questions. Their minds start swirling. He's talking about a father. Isn't this the guy from Nazareth? <laughs> the carpenter's son, Joseph? What's he mean, the father? They got all these questions. And then in verse 51, he hits them with a real truth. He breaks them with the gospel. He says, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Amen. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Amen. That's me. And the bread also which I give for you. I'm sorry, which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. He's wanting that relationship. He don't want you just to use him as a resource. While he is that, he wants you. He wants your time. Because let's be honest, your time is probably the most important thing you've got, more than money. You'll let go of money. You'll donate to a cause rather than give you time. But brother, I'm telling you, it's what he wants this morning. He wants your heart. And because of all this that took place, when he set them straight, as we like to say, this beautiful confession takes place. And I've been here. So if you would, go with me to verses 60 all the way through 69. Therefore, we know what that's there for. We just talked about it. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious 
that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? Hmm. What if you, I'm sorry, what then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? See, he knew he, they couldn't answer that question. He knew their minds and hearts wouldn't right. But he goes on and says in 63, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, For this reason I have said to you, no one can come to the Father to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew. They say, hey, enough of this, pal. I'm going my own way. I'm going in my comfort zone. And we're not walking with him anymore. This is where it gets good. It's a breakthrough I had this week and this morning. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? <laughs> Simon Peter, call him what you want. But he's right on time with some things. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, I can just hear his voice, Lord, to whom shall we go? <laughs> to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed. Hear those words. We have believed, I'm telling you, and come to know. He believes it in here. He knows it up here. That you are the Holy One of God. So that brings me to my first point this morning. If not Jesus, then who or what? Think about it. If you don't have Jesus, I'll just be honest with you this morning, you have nothing. You have a foundation that's shifty, like the sand. Many of us turn to things that aren't exactly good for us. If we're being honest, I'm still guilty of it today. More than likely, if we're not turning to Jesus, we're turning to a few of these things. This may not apply to you, but a lot of it's applied to me before. More than likely, you're turning to drugs. It may be in the closet, but that's one thing you may be turning to. You may be turning to philosophy. There's got to be another way. You mean to tell me I have to submit everything to get to go to heaven? You may be turning to sex. I'm not a stat guy like Pastor Tyler. He can probably rattle it off, talking about pornography, okay? But I heard a stat this week that 83% of the stats are false. So I don't know what to believe, Brother Greg. I just don't know anymore. I think that guy made that up. I don't know. I've been caught up in this one. I turned to work. Keep me occupied. You know, things are rough at home. I just go to work. Hey, forget about it. Let, let old mama handle it, huh? I'm guilty of this one. Sports. As Brother Dan says, that's a bunch of men in tight pants playing a little boy's game. But I get so caught up in it, I can't stand it. And I don't believe what they do outside those hundred yards, okay? I know you've seen the news this week. I don't roll with that bunch like that. How about this? Materialism. More and more. I just need a little more. Need, a, need I don't know, maybe a game. If he's a video gamer, okay? Because they still sound like me, like to play them 30 years old. I get a chance. I'm going to teach them girls how to play. 
okay? One of the worst things we can do, turn to self. Put all of our faith in this right here, this old body. Folks, God made you for more than that. He made you for God. He made you in his image. Think about that. How precious is your life? He made you in his image to do his work. Now, an unbeliever, these teachings are hard. Some of your Bibles will say these are hard teachings, probably. And I'm sure there was many questions that was going through their mind, but I stand here today telling you that I've been one of those disciples that was just following because Jesus could give me this and give me that. The best thing I ever did was be like Peter, say, Lord, I've run as much as I can run. Who shall I go to? <laughs> and he answered my call. As a matter of fact, I almost tackled Pastor Tyler out on this stage. He wasn't even looking, Brother Tom. He was doing this. I'm a football guy. I thought, that's an ear hole in where I'm from. <laughs> Boom! Knocked the breath out of him. But really, I didn't have no breath of life in me until I hit my knees. It's true. Because he tells us that no man shall go to the Father except through him. No man or woman. Takes me to my second point this morning. And you know I had to really study on some of this. You can't have Christianity without Christ. Think about that. Christianity really says, hey, it's all hunky-dory. You can go and feel as you please. Christianity is a religion, brother, not a relationship. If Christ is not at the center of it. He tells you to pick up your cross daily. Tells us we need to die daily to ourselves. But here's the good thing about Christianity. And Brother Tom probably should be preaching this one because he's a little more well-versed. But you can go to any other religion in the world. You name it. Uh, I got just a few. You think about Buddhism, okay? Buddha was the main cat in that, or main person, I guess. Guy got that middle fork top. Main person in that. But I'm telling you right now, you can go to Buddha's grave, and he'll be laying right there. His grave is occupied. Now, you may see where I'm going with this. You think about Islam, the, these guys that I just don't know about them. But Muhammad, you go to his grave, right there he is. He's occupied. But you go to that tomb, brother. <laughs> is anybody there, Greg? There ain't nothing there. Because my king is risen. He's risen. And luckily, just luckily, I put all my hope and faith in him. He has all the answers that I'm looking for. Now, I'm going to give you just a few reasons you can't deny Jesus. You can't deny him. Because you're not as smart as some of these folks I'm getting ready to mention, okay? Uh, Tom, sorry, okay? Mr. Shepherd, pretty close, probably. Which makes Nadine and, and Ann pretty high up there. Jesus is a F-A-C-T. He's a fact. You can't deny that. Let me give you a reason. People like Einstein, many of these believers, or philosophers, I'm sorry, believed that God existed. I'm not saying they put their faith in him, but they knew he existed. I'm going to go a little further. H.G. Wells, you may have heard of him. At his time, was considered a futurist. He's a novelist. And for his time and his day, he was a sharp cat, okay? What I've studied. 
But he says this about our Lord, Jesus Christ. He says, I'm a historian. I am not a believer. But I must confess. Where's that penny at? I must confess as a historian that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is irrevocably the center of history. Jesus Christ is easily the most dominant figure in all of history. Coming from one of the smartest men to ever walk the earth, they say. He couldn't deny. How about this? If you're not a believer, sometime this week, probably today, you're going to write a date on a piece of paper. You're going to write 2-24-2019. You know what you're saying? <laughs> you're saying that Jesus walked this earth some time ago. And more importantly, you're saying that about 2,000 years ago, he didn't just die, but he rose up. That's what you're saying when you write a date on the paper. Somebody's going to write a check day. I'm getting ready to. And I'm getting ready to tell the pizza man, you see this right here? This is about the time your Lord and Savior was here. Okay? I know it's hard to believe this. And I've heard Brother Kyle say this, and it was heavy on me. As we live, people may live for a life. You may live in this fantasy world. I'm guilty. I still think sometimes I'm Tom Brady's quarterback coach, and I'm, and I'm just up there, and we're going through plays, okay? I'll be honest with you. God has to knock me back down and say, you a penniless preacher from, well, Middle Fork. about said Wooten. You a penniless preacher that lives on Wooten. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way, but check this out. You may live for a lie, but those disciples and you won't die for one. You won't die for no lie. If you live for this lie and it comes time to put you down, you're going to say, whoa, oh, Brother Paul, hey, but I was just kidding that whole time. And that's no man. Don't take my life. That was a lie. But Peter said, no, don't crucify me like my Lord and Savior. I'm not worthy of that death. Hang me what? Upside down. Because I'm not worthy to have my hands nailed like him. I'm not. Scripture proves that Jesus fulfilled prophecy. If you don't believe me, pretty smart guy on the board up here named Isaiah. Chapter 9, verse 6. How about this? For a child will be born unto us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name, amen, will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Before Jesus, in theory, ever stepped foot on the earth, they were singing his praises. He's a fact. How about the unity of the Bible? Written by over 40 different authors. Now, this is 40 different dudes, okay? I mean, they, they had something in common. We know the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was there. But now Moses and Paul, okay, they didn't hang out with each other. I don't blame. They are now. 66 books, all over different subjects. How about this, Pastor Tyler? In multiple languages. You can go get it in about any language you want for the most part. And it all points to who? Jesus, one man. One man. Can't make it up. The longevity of the Bible. How it's been carried all the way through. The accuracy of the Bible. 
how this many people can tell the same story in the power it cannot be denied. That's why he tells us it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Don't put no faith in this man. Don't put no faith in your flesh. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. This will take me to my pretty much my final point. This is the truth. Jesus was a sinless man. You'll know nobody else that can sit and say that. I got tickled at my granny Odette. <laughs> She's back here. We said, we better pray for forgiveness tonight, you know, before you lay down. You know how you do, Lord, and I'm sorry if I failed you. She said, well, I don't think I've done nothing wrong today. I can't wait to get to that, right? I can't wait. Amen. But Jesus, he had all strong points. He didn't have any weaknesses. Jesus seeked no advice. Think about this. He never had to withdraw a statement. He never said this. He said, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. He didn't carry any regrets. Hmm. How about this? He never had to ask for forgiveness. Nothing that he done. Because of that, I fell at my knees. These verses. Romans 10, 9 and 13. If you don't hear anything I say today, hear this. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. What's it say? You will be saved. Not that you might, brother, sister, but you will. That's the gospel. Verse 13 says this, but who can? For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Somebody's hanging on to past. Somebody don't know what the future holds. Song, because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Somebody needs to hear that. What's pretty cool, I thought. <laughs> I guess it's cool. It's cool because it saved my life. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Jesus chose to die. He didn't have to. He come down to a sinless place, sinful place, and was a sinless man. I heard this saying this week. I stole this. I didn't make this up. Somebody that's been in church a while probably can finish this for me. Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. Hmm. Anybody here in debt? Mike, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Student loans, man. I'm waiting on somebody to break that, pal. If Mr. Shepherd come up and said, here's you about a hundred grand and paid off my loans, well, how could I ever repay him? But if he don't, hmm, I'm still going to heaven. Because there was a man whose blood poured down his feet on a cross, on a wooden stick. I couldn't have done it. Adam and Eve couldn't have done it when it was perfect around them. Now, I got a pretty good life. I ain't going to lie. And why? Sorry. But Jesus paid it all for you, brother. I'm going to close with this. Whoever's singing, they can come on up and I won't be long. 
I want to close with this. I want to tell you that Jesus is real from a personal reason. Because like Peter, I've come to know and believe. Hear me, those two words. Know and believe that he's the Holy One of God. As Tom says, he's real to me. He's the real deal. I'm begging and pleading for you this morning. He's the real deal. There's nobody else like him. He's real. How do I know, Tom? Because I was there. <laughs> I was there when I hit my knees. And he pulled it off my shoulders. It was, I was right there. I know. And let me tell you, he's the same God as yesterday. He's the same God today. And he's the same God tomorrow. And he's in the business of changing lives breaking chains so I ask you this morning this is it as we open this altar up or you can do it from your seat but you come this morning lay it all down let Jesus take control don't pick it back up I've done that before didn't do me no good come up with an anchor left with two because my heart wasn't ready but now I've come up with a bunch I've come up with marriage trouble I've come up with lost family. I've come up where we couldn't have children. I've come up with a lost man. It, might, it was answered right here. It was answered. So I pray this morning, if you don't know, would you come? Thanks again for tuning in today. Remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.